it's too darn hot. What a great day. Yeah. Want some sunscreen? No way. You're gonna burn. I'm catching rays. It's too darn hot. Hello, and welcome to Ramjack and the ice cream vendor of doom, Twin Pops of Fury. Hello everyone, my name is John Pernasek. Alex Green is off roasting marshmallows over an open fire and telling ghost stories about haunted caves. Ooh. And over in the other corner is Brad Couples. Brad, how are you? I am grand. Good. I'm feeling toasty. Oh. I feel like a toasted marshmallow over an open fire. <laughs> Someone's living in a heat wave. As a story about a haunted cave is told. Ooh. <laughs> and it was this very night. Ah! Every time I think of Alex going to camp, I think of that terrible song. Hello, mother. Hello, fudder. <laughs> Here I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I remember hearing a live recording of that and the audience just rolling. That song is really old. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's hilarious that the audience is cracking their shit up because it's not a funny song. No, of course not. I don't remember any of the lyrics, but I think one of them ended with... The punchline of the verse was, We swim in the lake and there are alligators and the audience just fucking dies. They're like, alligators in the lake! <laughs> That's inappropriate. I wish that would actually happen to my children. <laughs> I hate them. Oh. Uh, Alex, we wish you luck on your camping misadventures. And we are taking up collections uh, for your funeral. <laughs> when one or more of the kids turns Lord of the, Lord of the Flies on you. It's going to happen. And bashes your skull in with a rock or a conch. <laughs> yeah. Brad, I, I had a realization recently that uh, in certain situations... Very few shorts uh, can be helpful, and uh, really only one comes to mind, and that's working out in the gym, because you don't want to be the guy in the gym working out in trousers or <laughs> jeans. Sweatpants. Uh, sweatpants? <laughs> They're made if for I sweating. I suppose, yes. <laughs> that would be, a, what, oh, what a horrifying image. I just imagined some old man with, like, so many sweat stains on so many key places. Uh, so that, I, I don't know, I, I think that helps you to maybe have a little bit more of a breathing uh, ability as you're going about nope. your day. Nope. Nope, Brad's not convinced. Not uh, acceptable. <laughs> I will be lifting weights in these sweatpants, my friend. Sweatpants, workout pants. These things exist. And they're Weight appropriately belt. named. Headband soaking up like three gallons of sweat. <laughs> Brad's wearing a lot of thick layers at the gym. I'm worried for him. Now, I'll tell you, though, the worst scenario I've ever seen shorts presented. The worst. Never wear shorts if you are doing improv. Oh. Because every time I see a grown-ass man wear shorts on stage mm -hmm. trying to do improv, he looks like a fucking asshole. That's right. They look like children. They look yes. like grown man children who know what alcohol is and have probably fucked a vagina in their lives, but still come off like 13-year-olds. Exactly. Playing make-believe. Improv is an inherently ridiculous, you know, pa pastime. You don't want to make it more ridiculous by wearing, like, cargo shorts. Ugh. So that's my, that's my word of advice. Don't do that, because I'm not going to be able to take you seriously. I'll just end up looking at your pale white skinny legs and think to myself well you know it is a warm evening but honestly you couldn't do 20 minutes of material in jeans right seriously I just slap those jeans on you know uh right now as we're recording this uh the big uh, san diego comic cons going on Ugh. and i'm seeing my twitter feed is filled with people uh going off to san diego and i'm seeing pictures of people and these people are all running around wearing shorts and just because i know you doesn't mean i'm not judging you you know what, I, I bet the, the favored type of shorts at a Comic-Con is black denim. I imagine a lot of, oh. Uh, oh. you know, mid-90s Kevin Smith silent Bob oh. shorts. Oh. I mean, hell, I, I went to go see uh, Patton Oswalt at a, I forget what the fuck it was, but it was a something con, like WonderCon or DragonCon, 
And uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of shorts. A lot of shorts at a point where it wasn't even warm out. People were just wearing shorts, and they they nearly came down. They were the Kevin Smith Silent Bob shorts. They nearly came down to their ankles. And I was like, well, you just look like a dummy. Pants, people. Pants. Pants. Pants that actually fit, too. Not like, if you're wearing shorts and your legs aren't as big as the hole that's coming out of them, there's something wrong. <laughs> like, at least, at the very least, buy something that's form-fitting. Something that is appropriate to you and your body type. <laughs> No, no, it's cool. I weigh I weigh 160 pounds, but my shorts are fucking enormous. That's fine. Yeah. I also remember hearing a girl say, because the line into the show was really, really long. This girl just says, oh, let's take a picture of the line. No. I honestly want to turn around and go, that's okay. I don't think that's necessary. You know what I think is necessary? Maybe uh, telling your boyfriend to put on some fucking deodorant. Yeah. Because I'm smelling a lot of comic Ooh. BO right now. Ah, yikes. In issue 62B of Green Lantern, put on some speed stick. I need you to do that for me, buddy. Okay? Arthur? I'm just going to assume that guy's name is Arthur. (laughs) Cleanliness first. Cleanliness first, before you go into Hall H and watch that exclusive seven-second clip of the Avengers. I waited in line for six hours to see this. Great. It's going to be online tomorrow. Speaking of uh, nerdy things, have you seen the trailer for The Amazing Spider-Man? I actually just saw it uh, about a few minutes before we started recording. What did you think of that trailer? Eh, I just, I don't know why they're making it. I don't either. Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. Yeah. It's still very much uh, in people's minds, I feel. Mm-hmm. There should at least be a generation gap. You know, if there's a, yeah. if there's an actual, you know, demonstrated generation that doesn't have a Spider-Man movie for its own, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But if you're alive and breathing, you had your Spider-Man already. You ha- you don't you had it. <laughs> well, and there's no reason they couldn't have just made another Spider-Man movie. It's the whole rebooting thing that's weird. Well, I remember reading a lot about how the fourth one fell apart and they wanted Sam Raimi to make a movie he in no way wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to say maybe he just threw up his arms and walked away. And maybe it was a combination of that and Sony just saying, well, fuck you, then we'll just start over. And, you know, I like Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good in Never Let Me Go and The Social Network. So I, I like him as an actor. I, I, the trailer gives off a very somber, almost sepia tone. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It. For the first maybe minute and a half, they almost kind of try to trick you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sure, his name's Peter, but you don't know it's a Spider-Man trailer just yet. <laughs> and it's like, yes, we do, because first of all, I'm watching it online. Right. So I know what I'm watching. Don't try to trick me. There's no secrets. And there's no secrets or surprises to f- discover in the origin of Peter Parker. Yeah. And Spider-Man. We all know. Yeah. We, it doesn't matter how you change the production design, like, this is what the lab looks like in our movie. Well, it's still a lab. He's going to get bit by a spider. We, I just, I, I don't know why, I'm, I'm not a big fan of these giant origin stories, and we've already had one. I don't right. want another one. Well, and this one starts even earlier. Yeah. With him as a little kid. Let's learn about his parents that were spies. Let's learn about his birth. Let's just start oh, at birth. Let's, let's learn about his great-grandparents. Let, let's have a scene where he's a newborn infant in his mother's arms in the hospital, and his father sees, like, a spider on the wall. Yes. And he goes, oh, get away, spider. No, that spider almost landed on my child. Destiny! That would have been terrible. It's spider destiny. No! And then, then like, some, you know, Xerox. I, I don't even want to know what the Spider-Man theme for this movie is going to be. Because I, whatever it is, it's going to just come off as completely derivative. Yeah. Also, what's with that parkour sequence at the end? Where it's, like, point of view, Spider-Man... Yeah. Jumping, jumping, video game. Watch out, CGI doves. That's it's not fun. It comes off like a parkour video game. I don't want to be. I don't want to be on Spider-Man the ride. No, because it's kind of not disorienting. It was kind of boring. I was like, for for as uh, as exhilarating as this is supposed to be for the viewer, kind of came off as just kind of ugh, yeah. Get get me off this thing. It's, I'm bored. I, I mean, we've we've had so much point of view, and so many amazing you know action scenes that's not gonna grab us anymore we're past that as a people and sure the lizard is gonna be the villain cool 
I guess. Yeah. And sure, Emma Stone's pretty, and she's a blonde, and she's playing Gwen Stacy. Sure. But is that really enough to differentiate your Twilight Spider-Man movie from the rest of it? Why do we have to have an awkward uh, Peter Parker dinner scene? Yeah. That was the where... weirdest scene to me. Tell him something about you, Peter. Mm, I don't want to. Well, he says not much to tell, really. Okay, creepy. Oh, and then, and then Gwen says... Uh, Emma Stone as Gwen says, Peter lives with his aunt and uncle. Great. <laughs> Ugh. Cool trivia. Oh, what happened to your parents? Oh, no, they're dead. Well, he's, he's so mumblecore. He's so mumbly and disaffected. Like, there's that shot of him with, like, a... Like, he's at his desk in the classroom, and he's scribbling something like a madman. <laughs> And he's got, like, his hood. You can't see his fucking head. And Gwen Stacy's like, oh, that Peter Parker's an interesting boy. No, he's not. He's weird. <laughs> There's a reason everyone thinks Peter Parker is weird. Boy. Yeah. Boy. I... And then he pulls that he pulls that webbing out of his neck at one point. Yeah. How would you pull webbing out of a spider wound? Isn't That's the whole weird. isn't the whole thing in this one they're giving him, like, the mechanical web shooter things again? I was reading that the theory now is... He has organic webbing, but he creates the web shooters oh, to kind of concentrate it, which is just ridiculous. That's, why are they just making things more complicated? I never understood how in the original comics Spider-Man didn't have webbing that could shoot out of his arms. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He's a spider in, in the sense that he can stick to things. Right. And he has the strength of what a spider is equivalent to. But he can't shoot webbing on his own? That seems like a... That, I don't know. That just seems like the writers could have been like, ah, just give him webbing. Yeah. Why do we, why do we have to make him a fucking super inventor I really, that comes up I with, think it was only to give it like that, that uh, plot convenience of, oh no, he ran out of webbing fluid. Every 30 seconds. Right. Every th- oh no, I'm out of webbing. Well... Then you're fucked, I guess. It's like Aquaman. I can't be out of the water for more than an hour. Boo. Was that really Aquaman's weakness? Yep. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> they eventually got rid of that. <laughs> I just remember Spider-Man in the old 90s cartoon constantly fall, uh, running out of webbing in mid-air mm-hmm. and being like, oh, no. Oh, no. And, like, free-falling. I'm like, you're an ass. Honestly, you fly about the city at great heights. Really should have prepped for this. There's only so much webbing one man could pack on himself. Oh, insanity. Uh, the Avengers trailer also leaked, but I wasn't able to catch that before it was taken off offline. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. I'm looking forward to that one, though. Yeah, uh, apparently it uh, premieres after Captain America anyway. Nice. If you just watch the credits, and then right after that, it's basically a full teaser trailer. Solid. Uh, oh, but, you know, after The Dark Knight Rises premieres, we can all be excited for the Batman reboot that's being planned, because, yep. Ah, uh, that's what we do Let's now. Let's have another origin story. How did Batman become Batman? I don't know. I'm kind of vague hmm. on that. How did I, how did Batman became, ba- became Batman? Not a clue. <laughs> did he like bats? Uh, maybe his dad was a bat, and his mom was a human. Where does he get all those wonderful toys? That's my question. Maybe he's some sort of adventurer. I, I hope the movie answers all these questions. Oi. I, I just, I don't, I'm tired of it. Leonardo DiCaprio is the Joker. Just make more. Just make more movies. Stop making the same ones. We get it. You've run out of ideas. So you're just immediately just being like, let's do it again. Like, I understand these comic book movies are big and popular and um, are making some money sometimes. Sometimes. At least better than other movies are. Yeah. But, um, can we just, I mean, there's plenty to make. Let's just stop making the same ones. Well, they they know they're running out of characters. But they're not! Uh, they are, because Marvel especially is going to start moving into second tier, and I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see an Ant-Man movie, I don't want to see a Black Panther movie. You don't want to fuck the Black Panther movie. I don't want to see that. It's going to be... Like, I don't want to see... I don't want to see Wasp, the movie. I, I would actually it's, be down, very much down for an Ant-Man movie and a Black Panther. Those were actually the two I would be suggesting. Well, Ant-Man only slightly piques my interest because it, it, it's going to be written by Edgar Wright mm-hmm. which you know and it's going to be a straight up comedy and I'm like okay well that'll be different at least yeah. although the last comedy superhero film that you know kind of crashed and burned was uh, The Green Hornet yeah well that was just a clear clear mistake from the beginning exactly Guys, I've been watching some television. Ooh. It's uh, well, it's that special time of the year where it's hot outside, and I don't want to go out, and I want to stay blockaded inside my apartment. And all of the freak shows are back. <laughs> 
Break out your trumpets, build some floats, because it's a parade that's coming to your town. <laughs> Guys, I didn't even realize it until one day I look at my DVR and there's six episodes of Hoarders backed up. Wow, brand new? Yes. It started, I wasn't even aware. And not only that, our friends from My Strange Addiction are back. <laughs> and isn't there, I want to say there's a brand new show that's kind of in the same vein. Uh, God, I, I don't know. I... Maybe, maybe I'm trying to concoct a new show in my head because it's all running together. Uh, but I, I want to say that in, in the time that, you know, My Strange Addiction and Hoarders came on the scene, mm-hmm. everyone in television was like, oh, shit, let's make three more at least. Yeah, I know there's another knockoff Hoarder show, but it's crap. I don't watch that. Okay. So you, you dipped into these six episodes of Hoarders. Well, I, I watched a couple episodes of Hoarders. Um, I'm just going to talk about one um, slightly here. Uh, we met a gentleman who had about, I think, 60 cars in his backyard, mm. at least. Big backyard? Yeah, yeah. The city wasn't very happy. He had over a million dollars in fines. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, but the thing is, this uh, gentleman, was he, he, he was a very uh, distinguished individual. He was inventor, you see. Um, according to <laughs> him, he invented the battery they used on the Voyager space shuttle. Oh, so he's not just a hoarder. He's also just plain nutcrackers. Crazy bananas. Absolutely. My question is, in regards to these fines, at a certain point, maybe the $500,000 mark, don't you think the city would have maybe arrested him? Well, that's the thing. He's He was like pretty... That's that's when the hoarders TV show likes to jump in. When you're like a week away from all hell breaking loose. <laughs> When you're, when you're that close to having your children removed from the house right. or your marriage falling apart. Because that's what makes good TV. Exactly. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, you got to have stakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so they cleared about half the cars away. Um, he was still crazy, uh, but... About half. Jesus. And, like, it looks... It, it, like, when you see the progress, it's fucking amazing. And then the city, like, gave him an extension. They're like, you have a year. We'll drop the fines if you can get all... If you can finish the rest in a year. But you know he's not going to because he's crazy. So is the city telling him that he is not allowed to have any cars in his backyard? Correct. Okay, and they're saying you have a year to make that yeah. happen. Well, first of all, how how is he, without the help of the hoarder's crew, going to do that? Does he live by himself? Well, the thing is, like, um, with the TV show, you know they're getting paid for being on TV. And they do provide aftercare funds which uh, seem to be described to help with um, organizers and therapists or, I guess, maybe help moving stuff out, so... Okay. I guess te- I guess the TV show probably does pay off a lot of that. How many people use that aftercare money and put it towards their hoarding? Exactly. They're just buying more crap, and I love it! Oh! I, would, I, would, I would hope that that money was more controlled than that. Yeah, but then um, the other story, because, you know, there's always two. Always gonna have two. Uh, this other one was this really upsetting story about this woman who, um, she, um, her and her husband, there was like a house, um, invasion and they were robbed and like, she was so, um, distraught by it. They had to leave the house and they couldn't, she just couldn't go back to the house and they like left all their stuff there and people like broke in and like pretty much stole everything they had. Okay. Yeah. And so, so how is this, how is this rooted in hoarding? Well, the, the, like, this is what, this is what uh, caused her hoarding because after oh. this, um, you know, she's moved to a new place and. And I, it was they, you know, the the trauma of that uh, is what they say uh, was the beginning of her hoarding. They didn't even bother trying to sell their old house. Well, it was they just kind of left it there. They just kind of walked away. Well, it was like clearly like in a super super sketchy shitty neighborhood. Ugh, gross. Yeah, it was, and it was just the woman was, you know, like a lot of the hoarders. She was just nuts and like not willing to throw anything away, and all hell broke loose, and it wasn't pretty, but. It was just a really upsetting story on her end, mm-hmm. which, you know. Is there any indication with the guy who had 60 cars in his yard, was there any sort of backstory on him as to why maybe he's we couldn't, come to this point? We couldn't really get his backstory because it was too involved with his craziness. Like he said, well, this is this bus, this old bus here, this is my workshop where I invent things. And he just talk, t- kept talking about all the machines that he invented and the machines he was working on. So I, I, he just wasn't living in reality at all. What was it, what was another invention? Did he did he only talk about the Voyager battle? Uh, no, that was my favorite. That was the funniest. Um, but there were okay. he, there were some others. Uh, a lot of uh, new kinds of engines and you know like you know like oh. wacky anti gravity zero point energy nonsense. Oh no! He's just crazy. He's just crazy. Now this engine here, <laughs> this engine runs on apple juice. But um, I I want to talk about my strange addiction because you know these are my friends. 
Sure, MSA. That's sure. Those those are those are my those are my guys. Um, well, first off, um, we we've had a couple episodes now. Um, first one being an update episode where we get to check in on our old friends. Oh dear God! All right. You remember our boy Dave Cat? Yes. And his uh, real doll. I think her name is Shadore. <laughs> What else would it be, really? <laughs> he has gotten crazier. And I actually, I posted a link to the video on our Facebook group, which is, oh, by the way, guys, we have a new Facebook group, and it's super active and super awesome, and everyone should go and join. Agreed. Yeah, he's definitely gotten crazier. He's ordered a new doll, but sadly, uh, it's it's taking a while with production. So a friend dropped off his doll so that Dave Cat and Shidori could get used to having another woman in the house. Um, For- you know, that's the problem when your your doll gets a little older and, you know, that spark starts to fade. You know, you need to kind of go outside the home. Oh, well, it's okay. Shidori is bisexual. <laughs> Thank God. She only recently discovered this. She's, she's open to having another woman in the relationship. <laughs> Good. He completely refers to Shidori as a person. And also, like... Uh, who, what friend is this that has... First of all, what is this friend that has a real doll that's like, hey, why don't you just borrow mine? I'm going out of town for two weeks. Why don't you just take my doll, man? Just until until your new one comes in. Hey... What's the name of that doll? I forgot, uh, but... Does he have a name for the doll he's ordered yes. and is waiting for? Yes, it's like... It's something crazy Russian. It's like... Uh, oh, God. Ivana Renskalski Vinslachevich or something. It's horrible. Uh, she's gonna be a big beefy doll. It's... She's actually... Like, I gotta say, when they showed that doll, I was like... That is terrifying, because it looks much more real than Shidori. I was like, that's a hot lady, that's not a lady. Oh no, Shidori, you're outdated. <laughs> you look more like a doll than she ever uh, But Shidori is his wife. Dave Cat <laughs> no Dave Cat and Shidori are married. This is just the this is just uh their living girlfriend. Oh boy. It is so fucking crazy. We got some updates. Meow meow, Dave Cat. Meow meow. <laughs> we got some updates on our other friends. Um uh, the woman that ate tissue, um, she's still eating tissue, but a lot less. A lot less. I, I remember, what, I, I do remember watching that and thinking, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you're a fucking liar. You are such a brat, and you want people to talk to you, and you want people to fucking pity you, and you are such a bitch. Yeah. I'm gonna eat toilet paper if I want. You have a crazy addiction. No, she's a bitch, is what she is. We also got to check in on our woman that ate couch cushions. At first, she she had stopped, but also she didn't reveal something to us. A secret, if you will. Because you see, the first time she ate couch cushion, she liked the way it had a, a weird, uh, crunchy taste to it. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. Um, so what she's been doing since then is- Frying it? No, she goes out and she rolls the, um, the ripped off pieces of cushion in dirt first. And then she eats it. That's what she's been doing. At this point, um, because she got new furniture and she doesn't want her friends knowing that she's still eating cushion, she's been ripping apart her padded bras and eating that after rubbing it in dirt. Um, also, uh, she was in the hospital. Honey, your bras are fucked up. She ended up being in the hospital because, of course, she had like some kind of intestinal obstruction from the cushions. <sighs> but she's still eating it. Any update on Bullet Guy? No, nothing about him. Strangely enough, you know why? Because he fucking blew <laughs> he up exploded. His family, his family got together and said, "You are not allowed to cover." Yeah, our relative ever again. Um, but then I watched the most recent episode of My Strange Addiction, and here's who we've got this time. Now, if you remember, um, last season there was a lot of people that came from divorced families. Well, we met a young lady this time. Her mother had died. Um, That's terrible. And you know, sometimes when your mother dies, you start eating um, drywall. Mm-hmm. Wait. No. Yeah, you know, you just start eating drywall. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. At first she ate chalk, and then she switched to drywall because she likes the taste better. Well, you know, chalk is a gateway addiction. Yeah, I've always said that. You know I've always said this. directly into drywall. I, if, I think if you remember my famous quote, it's, um, watch out for eating chalk. It is a gateway drug. <laughs> yes. And drywall only leads to you eating, like, roof shingles. Yeah. Um, and that was crazy. Because she's, uh, apparently she eats like a, um, they said she eats like uh, a square foot of drywall a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, it, of course, they take her to the hospital and they get her checked out and they're like, um, okay, right now you're okay, but you should know the drywall has fiberglass in it. 
Oh my god. And uh, Borax, and she's like, wait, isn't that like a poison? Yes, it is. <laughs> Hold on, Borax, I think I'm familiar with that. <laughs> and uh, and she's and they're like, um, and also it has a lot of cancer-causing chemicals in it. This will kill you. <laughs> and she's like, oh my god, I didn't realize it. Oh my god. And then when the episode ended, she was like, I'm gonna stop. You know, to be fair, when you said a square foot uh, in a week, I was like, well, that's not that much. <laughs> You know, it doesn't seem right. excessive. Like, you know, you just munch a little bit in the morning, munch a little bit at night. Ugh. After a long day at the office. Yeah. I don't know what she does for a living, but... Uh, but of course, there's... Al- as we've discussed, there's always two stories, Jonathan. There's always two sides to the coin. You see, um, we had Drywall Woman, and that's that's sure, that's a, that's a terrifying, strange addiction. But then we've got our other gentleman. And this fellow, he... Well, what he does is, he likes to take hair out of the shower drain and collect it he puts it in a tupperware container no 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 he just takes he just fishes it out and then he just rubs it on into his fingers and and just feels it for a couple of seconds and then he feels okay oh oh a side thing he doesn't um he he does this um not in his own home but in other people's homes uh, oh, and specifically women. Okay, well, that's my strange perversion. Oh, and also, he really, it has to be, like, really long, and he prefers brown hair, and he has to know the woman whose hair it's coming from, and it has to be slimy and wet. He can't just take dry hair. That would be weird. <laughs> and he can't just, and he says this, I can't just, like, it's not like I can just go and ask a woman to, like, pull some hair out of her head and, and give that to me. That doesn't work. Oh, well, of course, it, of course it doesn't work. You creepy fucker. Oh, my God. And he's he's this gross dude. Like, his mouth is always open and agape and just, like, mouth-breathing and terrifying. Uh, happy birthday. Look, I got you a box of hair. It's dry. I, this is the worst birthday ever. I want the gross, wet hair from your shower. <sighs> well, we could pour water on this hair. <sighs> I got it from the local salon. <sighs> you don't know me at all. I gotta know it. I've gotta know the hair. And he confesses this, like, it's this. I can smell the DNA. Ugh. I'm not sure if this is like a girlfriend or just a friend that is a female. Um, but they they, <laughs> they have this awesome scene where they're like having dinner, and it's like he's like he's about to confess to her, you know, his strange addiction. <laughs> and this look on her face is like, um, what? Is this a joke? Oh my god, you're the creepiest person. You're gonna kill me. I want out of this room. I want out of this room. And we never see her again. Oh no. So I kind of think that he never sees her again. What does he look like? Is he even vaguely handsome? I mean, he looks like an average guy, except the dumb, you know, mouth agape expression. Oh, that's always a bad sign. N- yeah, never never go down that route. If, if they breathe through their mouth, just maybe call it quits. It's so creepy. It like This like really freaked me out last night when I was watching it. Hmm. And you see him just like in like a... And he's like a... He's on the show because a friend caught him in his, in his, in his bathroom. Like with like a fucking um, uh, clothes hanger <laughs> trying to scoop out the drain. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, that's an addiction. Yeah, if you're if you're compulsively grabbing, you know, claw-like objects to root around drains, yeah. then yeah, that's pretty much an addiction, I'd say. Yeah, and of course, the end of the episode, we get the little update, and it's like, um, drywall woman is apparently she's she apparently has quit, and she's thinking seeing a therapist. Um, um, our uh, hair drain guy, uh, he didn't go back to see the therapist, and he's still at it. Oh my god. <gasps> And, like, the best part is when, like, the, ther- his, the therapist is like, you know, I'm just worried of what this could lead to, you know, when this isn't, when this isn't enough, when this isn't enough of a kick for you anymore, and it goes to different levels. When you break into a woman's house. Exactly. We're all thinking, yeah, what's going to happen when you're furiously masturbating into someone's drain, pulling out their hair, and then killing uh-huh. them? Yeah, when they catch you, and you know that you can't yeah. walk away easily from that situation. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Man, that, that show's going to have a problem if something like that does happen. Yeah. Like, oh, one of our test subjects killed someone. Whoopsie doodle. Whoopsie doo. Well, at least we'll have evidence that they're crazy. Yeah. We'll have it all on tape. <sighs> Brad, I'm going to throw some numbers out at you right now. Okay. Going to do a little, bit of, a little bit of math. Ooh, I like math. Not really, but I'll pretend. Recently, mm-hmm. GOP voters in America... American GOP voters mm-hmm. were polled. 
I like this sycophantic tone that you've taken. <laughs> uh, they were recently asked, if in the event of the rapture, <laughs> in the event of the rapture, yes, have you heard of this? I might have, but I'm going to pretend I haven't. All right. In the event of the rapture, do you believe Barack Obama would go to heaven? Here's, <laughs> here's how it turned out. Clocking in at 19%, yes, mm. Barack Obama would go to heaven in the event of the rapture. Okay. Clocking in at a astounding majority, 44%, no, he would not go to heaven. Of course not. And of course, my favorite option in any American poll, the option that makes every American poll drop dead hilarious for being so asininely arbitrary and disaffected and detached. Clocking in at 37%, not sure. You know, I'm... As much as I would love to imagine that ever that there were all these people that just were like, I'm not sure, that's my answer, and I'm going to give it to you, I feel like a lot of times when people conduct polls, if, you, if you're unwilling to answer yes or no, if you're going to say something like, well, I don't really think... Uh, that heaven or hell exists, then they split you down as I don't. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Ooh, another atheist. Eh, put him in the not sure pile. <laughs> so, in the event, just to recap, in the event of the rapture, the rapture, President Barack Hussein Obama, according to this poll, would definitely burn in hell. Ugh. By a That's... whopping forty-four percent. People are fucking crazy. And you know that you know that they probably polled what? A hundred people? Oh yeah. A hundred people in Mississippi. A hundred people in Mississippi and Jackson, Tennessee. And then these polls are discussed on Salon and Huffington Post. Uh Huffington Post, I'm sure, ran a headline that that rang tr- something along the lines of Barack in hell. Because that's what the Huffington Post likes right. to do. Big letters, exclamation points, grrr. A country broken. A Oof. war lost. All right, Huffpo. All right. All right, all right. More Get like out of the way, headlines. Bolic, Poe, if you ask me. Yeah. As he sipped on a glass of refreshing apple juice. <clears throat> That's what I say. <clears throat> That'll show him. I suppose nothing really can be said about that poll beyond, ugh. Yeah. But I, I, thought, I thought I would throw that out there. It's, uh... It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Numbers. Do you think Barack Obama likes egg salad? 32% said definitely. 14% said no way. And 16% said I'm not sure. Get back to me. Call me in a week. Talk to my wife. She's the one that has all the opinions. Why? 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 Do, can I, do, do you have a little bit of your time? I just have a few questions. It should only take 30 to 45 minutes. I'll never Ooh. do that again. I got tricked into doing that. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> what is your opinion? Very much so. Somewhat so, or not at all. <laughs> Brad, I believe you wanted to talk about a, a certain streaming DVD service. I did. I wanted to talk a little bit about Netflix. We love Netflix. We, do. we talk about Netflix a lot, I feel. We do, and I, I feel bad for, for our friends uh, overseas that don't have Netflix. Are, uh, don't have the same selection that we do here. The freedom, the freedom that America has with our DVD services. Apparently, Netflix Canada, not that great in terms it's, of its streaming. Yeah, it doesn't have. Well, it's you know, it's the rights deals. It's a bitch to work out. But right, the only thing they some. have is SCTV. <laughs> it's the only thing they have in their television There's, section. Uh, yeah, recently uh, Netflix has announced that they're gonna hike their prices on and, one plan specifically. Right. If you if you have uh, the DVD and the streaming, you no longer is it going to be uh, ten dollars for both. If you have one DVD at a time, it's now um, it's I think it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, fifteen. As yeah, opposed to yeah, or you can or you can have a no no streaming and just the DVD plan for seven ninety nine, which is the same as just the streaming plan. Exactly. And like people are up in arms, and I understand that is a very large price increase. It's a, if you yeah, have very large. I, I completely understand, but at the same time, that's still an amazing value for the service you're getting. It is, and also, um, people keep accusing Netflix of trying to phase out the DVD portion of their of their mm-hmm. base. Right. And, you know, I, I'm 
I'm not saying that's a conspiracy nut theory. I'm I'm sure clearly there's some. Oh well, they've, I think they've I think they've admitted like that. that. Sure, but here's the thing: why why do you still want? I just don't understand why you're so adamant about having your DVDs mailed to you. I yeah. mean, it seems kind of technology is imp- impressively speeding itself up quite a bit these days mm-hmm. and the idea of having dvds mailed to you does you know it hasn't been around that long but it does seem quaint yeah like oh well, i got a dvd in the mail the only thing is that um there there is they do have more selection in dvd than they do just the streaming sure um I and know. i understand that and my thinking is personally um if i want um some dvds that i don't want to buy and i just want to rent I'll probably just add the one disc at a time for like a month and just get a bunch of discs and maybe accidentally copy them somehow. Oh my God, and what have I done in my sleep? Whoops. And then I've just got some disc and then I just go back to the streaming plan. <laughs> That's what I might do, theoretically. Well, and the thing but is, this, the streaming section might be limited, but there's still thousands of titles. Exactly. And I would, and again, I would only switch to the disc if there were certain things. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to start watching Six Feet Under, and I know they don't have that on streaming yet, so I was thinking about maybe next month switching over to getting the one disc and just getting them and watching them all and sending them back during that month. Well, and people keep trying to herald the demise of Netflix. Yeah. Because, you know, there's Amazon Prime and Hulu Plus, and uh, some some of the major networks, I think CBS just agreed to not take away their shows from Netflix, but to also make them available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a scare for a hot second where NBC seemed to be saying that they were never going to put new material on Netflix ever again. Right. But then they worked that out and now it's right as rain and we're going to get basically yeah. every like once a season starts like a new season on television, you'll get the last season on Netflix. So that that still will be Yeah. You know, the and office I mean, will appear, and so will Parks and Rec, I'm sure, and all that. Yeah, and I think I mean I think a lot of the the, the when uh, the uh, big media companies threaten that they're not going to use Netflix, I think that's just more bargaining than anything. Yeah, it's posturing. Because Netflix is huge, but what's driving me insane, and it's been for like this for a long time, but all the people that bitch that there's nothing to watch on Instant. That's really weird. It's crazy because how can you not find something to watch? Something. I mean, the television alone, like, even if you weren't that into movies, the, the television alone will eat away the rest of your life. I, I, absolutely. Well, and people I mean, keep saying, well, I want the new releases. It's like, well, if you were fucking patient, a lot of those movies do show up. Yeah. You know, unless you have to see Iron Man 2 or The Fighter right the fuck now, you know, those films do appear eventually. Just be patient and watch another movie while you're waiting. Exactly. If you want to see that bad, why didn't you watch it when it was on television or in the theater to begin with? Exactly. And if you did why? see it in the theater, why do you have to see it again? So yeah. Quickly. So you're you're okay with waiting till it's out on DVD, but you're not okay with waiting a month after it goes out on DVD. That's because people are babies, and you know even the slightest change to what they feel they're entitled to, it just sends them into a frothing rage. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, hate to, I hate to use the old people are starving in Africa or whatever the fuck uh, methodology here, but it's like, quiet, kids. Just, you know, quiet. If you can, if you could afford that, then you, and if you really want to stick to it, then you'll pay this. It's not the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Exactly. There's no need to hit the Twitter boards and tweet up a storm. It's fuck, it's just ridiculous, and it drives me bananas, because I, what the hell? If you've watched everything that's on Netflix, you don't need to be watching television anymore. You need to be going out and living your life. Yeah, congrats, you're an immortal. And <laughs> you have 600,000 more years to spend on this earth. Congrats. Oh, I've seen it all. <sighs> I, I visit all of the coming soon to Netflix websites, and nothing interests me. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You you watch too much. Madman's not on Netflix yet. Ugh, I'm so annoyed. Well, you know, there's about 60 other ways to get access to that show, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People.
Stop being bitches. If anything, the only thing I could have a minor complaint about is its new redesign. Not a huge fan of the redesign. Oh, really? What I, I haven't experienced it. Really? Oh, the uh, horizontal side scrolling. The thing, well, because I use, I just, I have the Roku box, so I just watch everything on the television. Oh, the website has recently seen a web uh, new redesign that I'm not uh. a fan of. All of the titles are scrolling, and you'll Ooh. like hover your cursor over, well, like you know, a category of movies like new to instant, and it'll oh. just move to the left. But there's no yeah. way to go faster. It I'm just goes at this at now. its own pace. It's really weird. It is kind of weird. Oh, about and this. if you click on a movie, it doesn't take you to its individual page. It just starts playing. And it's awkward because now you have to, like, hover to get the information or to click mm-hmm. not interested. And apparently the button not interested doesn't do shit anymore. Because mm. not a single thing I said I'm not interested in has left. And it's really, really frustrating. In a childish, you know, white person right. kind of way. My, uh, if I'm going to make a complaint about the service, because <laughs> now we're l- listing our grievances. Uh, on the on the um, on the iPhone and um, iPod app, when you watch it, when you go into television shows, um, you can go to the page for the show, but when you click on the episode, you don't get the the all the episode information. It just starts playing. Ew. And that's annoying because sometimes I want to see because I'm sorry I don't know what every episode of Star Trek Voyager happens to be about by name. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's like we're living in Soviet Russia. It's so hard for me. Tear down this wall, Gorbachev, Jeff. <laughs> I'm so depressed. I'm going to have to go clean out someone's shower drain. Oh, no. Get out of my house. You Why, why are you mm. killing me? Oh, it's so slimy and good. <laughs> um, Brad, would you like to play a game? Always, I have a new game. Is it? Is it? Do I have to answer sports questions? No, you because... don't. That was an interesting <laughs> little section, especially when you couldn't get. What was the one you really couldn't get that just had me floored? Because I don't know shit about sports either, but I think it was soccer, or no football. Uh, the one you, with the goalpost. Yeah, because you didn't know what a goalpost was, and I was sitting there going, "Well, hell, I know what a goalpost is." I still, that sounds weird to me. A goalpost. Think of it this way, Brad. It looks like a giant tuning fork. That's what a goalpost is, and now you know. Now I know. My game does not involve me getting Webster's Dictionary definitions (laughs) of sports and then tossing them at you. I also thought Alex would have more, but then he stopped at three. Three or four. Yeah, there there weren't many. I was expecting them to be very I was expecting them to be a lot more uh, obscure as well. Yeah, like, you know, go with basketball or football or soccer, but then throw in some, oh, lacrosse. I also knew what lacrosse was. Yeah, well, I should have known that one. I, I, I got hung up on the triangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my game is kind of uh, in celebration of a movie I don't want to see and will not see. Uh, Final Destination 5. Oh, Fival Destination? Fival Destination. Uh, Goes Fival, West? Fival Ghost Destination. <laughs> um, because there was Final, Des- Final Destinations 1, 2, 3, The Final Destination, and now Final Destination 5. Great job, marketing <laughs> marketing department. Yeah. Do we want to call this one Final Destination 4? It's a reboot. Like that Spider-Man reboot. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so my game is called Final Destination. Yay! Now, I'm going to give you uh, an everyday location, and you will play the role of death. Oh, okay. I am in said location, and you as death have to come up with a laughably convoluted way to kill me using what you see around you in the location. I'm gonna get ya. You have to create a chain of events that ultimately results in my being skewered, crushed, sliced, whatever. I like it. And, you know, we can take turns. So, my the, the location that keeps popping up in my mind is a candy store. Oh, like a st- like a candy store you'd see in a, a like a strip mall. I was in a candy store but a day ago. Why? I was at, just walking around at the levee and there's a candy store and I was like, "What is in this candy store?" Candy. Because who goes to a candy store? And I went in there and it was quite interesting and bizarre and terrifying. Was anyone buying candy? Yes! A group of people were buying candy. Like using the scoops and putting yes! it into a bag and saying, they "I were like having I like a they half were having... of Red Hots, please." <laughs> They were having such a great time just buying candy. 
<laughs> We're in a recession. This is a treat. Is a treat. <laughs> it was it was adorable. So you you will take on the role of death. You have your your cloak. Right. Your scythe. My inky cloak. Mm-hmm. Skeletal hands. So how, I'm I'm in the candy shop. Yes. And create a final destination way for me to be killed. All right. Mousetrap style. Yes. All right. Well, um, now, John, what is your favorite candy, by the way? Oh, if I had to choose, I'd probably say, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Ah, that'll be your undoing, I'm afraid. That will be your undoing. No. Because you see, Jonathan, the thing is, um, in a candy store, it's mostly about the novelty candies, the, um, the wacky jawbreakers, the, the colorful licorice whips, all the, the wacky toy candies, you know, like the spinning things and the battery-operated things. But, but a regular average Joe, um, you know, Reese's Cups, those are going to be, like, down on, like, the bottom shelf uh, <laughs> at the register. Yes. Like, even there, even there, they're probably by the register. And what's happened is... You're reaching down to pick one up. Well, some child, some 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 roustabout, unwieldy child, running about a candy store, is just making a mess of things. As they are what to do. As they do. As, as I stall for time. <laughs> <laughs> Death is trying to figure this out. <laughs> and as the, as the the children are as the child is running about, um, candy's going everywhere, including a stray a stray gumball. Okay. That goes rolling towards you. And as you stand up, you take a step. Oh, it's a misstep. You trip. You fall backwards. But don't worry, you're okay. <laughs> Whew. But, but as you reach up to grab the shelf to help, to help, uh, help you uh, get your balance and get up, it falls over. And you are crushed by giant glasses filled with jawbreakers. So what what kills me? The weight of the jawbreakers or the glass shattering into me? The the glass the glass um, cutting into you, and then the, of course all of the the shelving and the jars uh, pushing it into your skull. So so I imagine like a six tiered shelving system. Like yes, I yes. grab onto one shelf and somehow the whole wall just comes right. down. Right, it's very rickety. It's very rickety. It's very unsafe. The, the the best the best final destination situation would involve uh, someone saying to like a teenage employee, "Hey, I told you to fix those shelves. I'll get to it later." <laughs> <laughs> Just as the kid is about to like start throwing candy. <laughs> okay, and the scene ends when the, this roustabout kid, not realizing that you're dead now, spits their gum into the pool of your own blood. <laughs> Ooh, the kid has no sense of self awareness or none, no environment none. Uh, awareness. This gum sucks. You know, it's it's my fault. I mean, I, I saw that vision of the bridge collapsing, and I got all of my friends out, and, you know, now you're pissed at me. Pissed at me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you're not going to let me enjoy my Reese's Pieces. Sorry. You should have gotten a novelty uh, lollipop. <laughs> I'm sure that would have killed me somehow. <laughs> right. Well, Brad, now it's my turn to take on the role of... Um, death itself, death incarnate. That's right. That's right. So now all I need, now all I need is a uh, location for your death. I'm so mad at you. You cheated me. Ah, uh, well, Jonathan, I think uh, you know that you're always going to be able to find me at the local coffee shop. Local coffee shop. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat that a few times, like a, like a bad improviser who's stalling <laughs> for time. Right. Coffee shop. <laughs> Coffee shop. I love it when improvisers do that because I, I know exactly what they're doing and so is the audience. The co- coffee shop. Okay, so oh, well, may I point out also um, because it is my local coffee shop, um, it closes at three p.m. for some ridiculous reason. Use that if you will. Doesn't matter. I'm just pointing out that I'm angry that my coffee shop closes at three p.m. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you go into your local coffee shop. And you order your drink of choice. What is your drink uh, of choice? Uh, these days, I'd probably say it's a, an icy, cool uh, white chocolate frap. White chocolate frap. Okay, so you you get that, and the uh, the cute girl behind the uh, counter, she goes, oh, oh, you are our 1,000th customer. Oh, my God, me? Yes, not only, not only do you uh, get this drink for free, sir, but you get a gift card... For twenty dollars. 
She kind of just yes. kind of just slides it across the counter and she gives you a wink. Hey. And you know, a few minutes later, you get your drink and you sit yourself down. What do you What do you normally do at your local coffee shop? Do you read? Do you pick uh, out some stuff on your laptop? I, a little, little bit of both. Sometimes I do a little writing, a little reading, mm-hmm. little, uh, little uh, computer time, maybe. Who knows? Okay. Uh, so. What, there, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on in the coffee shop around you because it's it's maybe about uh, it's bordering on like two thirty-five. So one of the guys has kind of maybe brought out a brought brought out a mop and he's he's maybe like doing a quick sweep of the floor because uh, you know most of the tables are free. You can move the chairs and right. kind of get in the crevices. And you know they're maybe they're shutting down some of the machines because they they don't really foresee them being in use. And you're enjoying you're enjoying your frap, and uh, you know uh, uh, this this straggling customer comes in. He's all he's all harried and rushed, uh. and uh, he's he's carrying he's carrying uh, a large box of, of textbooks, and on top of the the, the box is uh, a laptop, and he, he you know he's just kind of clearly overburdened with this weight. And he he nearly he nearly falls uh, flat on his face. He slips on a little bit of the mop moisture, and the books go flying, and the laptop comes right at your head, right at your temple. What? And you barely see it in your peripheral, and you're able to dodge it. Whew. And the the man the gentleman who nearly fell flat on his face he he's so harried and scattered. He's, he apologizes to you, and he gathers all of his things together. And uh, what you what you realize is that he also has a backpack, and uh, you know you 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 accept his apology, and right. but but you can't help but be a little frazzled. You watch him as he uh, he proceeds to take out of the backpack like he's he's setting up this whole. It's like bordering on two forty, two forty five right now, and he's oh, he's setting up this like, library with like these books, and he's got his laptop. But then in the backpack, there's all this other electronic equipment that he's setting up. Like what are you a doing? like a webcam and like a, he's like charging his iPod and you just think to yourself this is this this is the local coffee shop you know th- this is you know they're not gonna stand for this but but you know they're busy doing their own thing right and uh, what what you don't realize is that by by f- slipping and you know falling uh, the uh, the guy who was mopping the floor initially. He uh, he was he was helping that that gentleman. He was like, "Oh, you're harried here. Let me put these get you these books together." So sorry. And then uh, the cute girl who gave you the gift card. She goes, "Steve, oh, yes. Steve, uh, hold off on the mopping for a second. I need you. I need you in the back." So these are the, the two employees, and they they go back into the back. Maybe he's maybe he has an issue with his check or something. Right. And what? what Why can't he ever get paid correctly? God. Well, what what you don't we don't realize is that there's there's a leak. Oh. In the, uh, the little mop container oh, filled no. with soapy water, and it's slowly but surely it's collecting with the ah. with the moisture that had you know collected from when he was mopping originally, and it's slowly but surely trickling towards your foot. Yes. And uh, there's a power surge from all no. of the equipment that this no, no. this man has uh, that this man has set up, and no. there's there's a spark, and but but. Oh. Oh, but yes, you had just, just moved your foot, and honestly, cool. I don't know if it really, if it would have affected you because you were wearing shoes. Right, right. So right, maybe right. Uh, you know, I'm sure. Good rubber soles. Good rubber soles. Yeah, it couldn't have been such a strong power surge that <laughs> it would, you would have been shocked to your very core, like Frankenstein. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Frankenstein's bride hair. I don't think that would have. Right, right. Um, right. Unfortunately, uh, you you do. Uh, you do find out too late when you, uh, you, you get get a little bit of a uh, uh, what was the word like a what, what is it when you eat too much ice cream and you get like oh it's brain freeze oh oh no brain I got frap freeze yeah and you were you were moving your foot just right at the power surge and the, all the lights go out and you you know the power is power is blown oh you know because this this guy over here this this fucking douchebag. 
And oh. so you're in the dark, and you have, like, a freezer burn. Like, as you stood, it kind of... Right. It's like a little bit of vertigo, almost. Ah. And Ooh. you're wincing, you know, like, your eyes are closed, Ooh. but then you open your eyes, and you can't adjust to the ah. fact that there's no huh? light. What's going on? Even though it's 3 p.m., and there's a lot of light coming in through the, you know, the various windows. Well, I, of course, when I when I sat down, I came in, and I closed all the all, all the shutters. <laughs> yes, Myself. Exactly. Uh, and they know you, because... <laughs> they, they're like, cool with me. He's a local guy. Let him, let him like, do what he needs to do. Hey, Jegging's girl. Jegging's girl. I'm gonna close these. Is that okay? Yep. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, you know, unfortunately, you—that's—that's that's exactly when uh, oh. you back into another gentleman that's walking into the coffee shop. Oh, all these Johnny come latelys. I know, I know. Uh, and he—he uh, he had been kind of—you you saw him as you walked in. He was—you weren't sure if he was like, you know, kind of a panhandler, but he maybe seemed uh, slightly shifty. But you didn't really pay him any mind because you know right. people are people are nutty. Right. And he Weirdo. he was walking in just as the power search hit, just as you were walking up, and uh, he had a knife out. What? Because he was going to threaten. He was going to threaten the oh, cute no. girl behind the, behind the counter and get the money from the register because he knew. He knew they were right about to close, and this was the uh, perfect time. Uh, and you get stabbed, ah, in the back. Oh, no. And I walked right into it. Yes, and he's right behind you, and you drop your frap. And the cup bursts open, and you no. step forward, and much like me in my death, you slip and fall backwards further into the knife. Ah! ah. And unfortunately, you know, you're, you're rushed to the, the paramedics, but there's just, there's nothing you, there's nothing that can be done. There's nothing that can be done. And ah. uh, unfortunately, here's the thing. Here's the real, here's the real fucking Final Destination twist. Uh, that that young girl, she she didn't have the uh, the hierarchy. She she didn't have the management authority to give you that gift card. <gasps> the manager would have been would have had to have been in the store to sign off on that. What? And so it, it it would not have it hadn't even been activated. She didn't even realize that you had to activate a card. Oh. It was just a piece of plastic. Man, so the whole the whole highlight of that trip was a sham. It was a it was a falsehood. But I had that one little special moment with her, and I was like, hey, mm-hmm. thanks. You did. We shared a moment before I died. Before you fell on a shiv. Aw. Ah. Ah, drat. But, you know, you cheated death like three times in that instance, so. Yeah, that's the, good. The laptop, you dodged. The power search <gasps> didn't affect you. But, yeah, the, the shiv, that'll get you. That's, that's what gets me. Every time, always with a shiv. I'm sorry, you had that vision of the bridge collapsing, and you told all your friends, and... Yeah, you have to pay. You have to pay it back. I have to pay for it. Oh man. Maybe there can be a wrinkle in the game where, because uh, in the new Final Destination, they reveal that you can kill someone in your place. Oh. You can you can push someone out into a you know traffic uh, situation and they can get hit by a car and because you did really? it, you're you're spared. You know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> I would take care of that mopping guy, get him out of the way. Then I'd be like, oh, you need, wow, I'm sorry, sorry that guy died. Maybe you need some help here at the coffee shop. <laughs> then that way you're employed. That way I'm employed and I'm, I'm a step closer to uh, Foxy Coffee Shop Girl. Of course, you, you would win, probably win. have to deal with the shit guy at some point. Oh, uh, well, I'm, no, but I'm, but after I've pushed the other, uh, the uh, mopping guy into the shiv guy, surely shiv guy is going to be arrested for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> After everyone saw you push Mop Guy into the ship. It was dark. No one saw anything. It was dark. The power. There was sunlight streaming through the windows, but <laughs> I had closed those because working here as an employee, I, I demand that all of the shutters be closed. Absolutely. Brad, none of the customers can see where they are. They, can't, they don't know what's happening. Ah. Hey. Too bad. I'm going to be roles. a manager someday. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the Final Destination game. Wow. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, I'm sorry. Mine was so lame. <laughs> no, 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 that's perfectly understandable. Uh, no, 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 that's not what I meant. <laughs> I, I did not feel it was lame at all. <laughs> I think that's a perfectly acceptable Final Destination death. Death by Jawbreakers and Shattered Glass. It's those damn kids. And you, got, you always got to have that final act of indignity with the kid right. spitting the gum or the gift card being <laughs> not even ah. active. Oh, death. Oh, death. You always get us in the end, no matter how, how far we feel we've run from you. Every um, time. All right, guys. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have an exciting new Facebook group, which is much more fun than a lame Facebook page. <laughs> in fact, I'll say for the record, I think Facebook groups are the only thing that have saved Facebook for me. Wow, really? 
Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a member of quite a few now, and really, I don't, like, go to my, my main profile page hardly ever anymore. Mm-hmm. I may, you know, drop, like, a link to something every once in a while, but for the most part, I just uh, dip into the groups. Hmm. Because it's more specialized conversation, and you don't have the riffraff of random family members and... <laughs> Weirdos just popping in. Exactly. So, and it's it's usually you know geared towards a specific topic. So, there's one for the Twin Peaks podcast and some other podcasts that I listen to, and now there's one for our podcast, which is fun. There you go. Brad Couples Pro Facebook Groups. It's the best. Um, so I thought I would just g- give the rundown of some things that are happening there in case you want to join us. I posted a drawing of my fear, my fear that Marmaduke would reject my offer of friendship. Aww. Some people made fun of that, and some people agreed that that was a terrifying fear. <laughs> I also posted an image of lions in trees, because Alex isn't here to give us animal facts, uh-huh. and I think we need to be aware that lions in trees do form a significant danger to us all. Yes. <laughs> Even if they're sleeping, they can wake up real fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stuart Everson um, thinks we should see the Tree of Life. I'm actually planning on seeing it on Friday. Just watch it and just and give me the update. Okay, we'll do. We we learned a story from Matt about how he got his wrist crushed when a girl stomped on it when he was playing dodgeball. That's some Final Destination shit. Yeah, I pointed out that Canada clearly has ridiculous dodgeball rules because no one should be able to step on your wrist in a game of dodgeball. It's basically ultimate fighting. <laughs> yes. It's inappropriate. Also, um, Stuart Everson also pointed out to me that Charles in Charge, you can watch the entire first season on YouTube. Okay, well, it's also been available and I think still is available on Hulu and you don't have to watch it in parts. That's true, but Hulu is not available outside of the U.S. Uh, Well, I did not know that. Okay, well, then YouTube would be the better option. Right, so to our many friends uh, overseas... Hop onto the YouTube. Um, and last but not least, um, re- most recently we, we have discussed how terrifying the film Fire in the Sky is. Fire. Which is something um, me and Alex have discussed earlier on the podcast. That's the movie, right? Yes. It's on Instant View, by the way. Oh, I see. Um, it is horrific and it will destroy your life. Especially if you're a small child watching it at home. And then as soon as the movie ends, the power goes out. Oh, no. <laughs> the second the credits end. Pretty much. Grace! <laughs> ah! Terrifying. Terrifying. I love that movie. <laughs> but that's the Facebook group everyone should join because it's a lot of fun. Sweet. We've got some emails here uh, from Claire. She says, Hey guys, so I lied when I emailed you last time. I did work my way backwards through the episodes, but I lost count around episode 35. You have what? Listened to a lot of episodes of us. That's a lot. So then I started from the beginning. Wow. You may not think these episodes are as good, but I've really enjoyed the movie recaps. In particular, Dreamcatcher. <gasps> what an amazing train wreck that movie was. I saw it at the cinema when it was first released, mainly to see Jason Lee. What the hell? <laughs> I was so confused that a few months later, when I was backpacking and saw the book in a thrift store, I bought it, expecting it to explain what the hell was going on. I don't know if you can believe it, but it was worse. (laughs) Much worse. Well, to be fair, it is Stephen King. Yeah. I think we should take a minute of silence to mourn the trees that were felled to create this piece of crap. Oh, poor trees. Hmm. Anyway, you do cover some films that I really loved uh, revisiting through the reviews. Ghost Dad, Meteor Man, and Troll 2, especially. Yay. Claire, I love your taste. Um, <laughs> Maybe I you definitely need to get a Big Mac sometime. Hey, I definitely need to track down a copy of Time Changer now too. Oh, yes, you do. Definitely. Um, you'll be pleased to hear that I, um, that Humgay Ghost has become a new tradition in my group of workmates at Wednesday lunches. Oh no. <laughs> it was only fair that I introduce it to them after my frequent bursts of podcast laughter th- that I emit throughout the day from my desk. That's fun. Yeah, that is fun. People are playing Humgay Ghost in the wild. Humgay Ghost! Hope you guys will be revisiting a new show now that Charles is done. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I keep thinking about Mr. Belvedere, honestly. I if, if we can find a way to get hold of it. Yeah, I, if it's on DVD, like, I would consider getting it. I I would, you know, I Mr. Belvedere or Saved by the Bell, I would also. Oh, no. Those are... Those are two that I think would be fun. Saved by the Bell, that would be endless. <laughs> oh, we never, we would die as old men before we ever got to the end of that show. That's true, but it would be fun. Maybe if we only did the first season of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that might be the way to go. As opposed to all 30. <laughs> or maybe the, I, not the, the first season was pretty bad. I don't know, maybe the first season of the college years. Oh, God. I'm, I don't know, I don't know about that. I'm sweating and not for the heat, the reason of the heat. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see if we can track down Belvedere or something. I don't know. Any suggestions, feel free to send them our way. 
Um, okay, also we got an email from Stuart Everson. Hi guys, uh, I've been rewatching Charles in Charge along with the podcast, and I never had the privilege of this show growing up. Another listener from the UK. I'm 26 and spent my youth uh, watching a fair amount of American teen drama. Saved by the Bell, Sister Sister, Clarissa Explains It All. <gasps> Clarissa Explains It All! Wait a minute, teen drama? I, yeah, I don't remember I don't... Saved by the Bell being a teen drama. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of heavy drama. A lot of heavy drama. <laughs> Ooh, got harsh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. That's when we saw you, T. We were both scared then, too. It has got me thinking about um, why Charles in Charge was never imported with the rest of these shows, but I think I might have the answer. Uh oh. <laughs> During the 80s, the UK was being submerged with angst ridden music like Joy Division and The Smiths, and there was clearly a mood of depression in the air. So when broadcasting networks here were sifting through American shows to import, I think they deemed Charles' constant struggle and agonizing over his everyday life to be too risky to expose to a nation that was clearly already in the midst of its own introspective journey. Charles in Charge, too depressing for the UK. (laughs) Charles in Charge was simply much, simply too much for our fragile mindset at the time. That's funny. That's that's a good point. (laughs) I just, they weren't ready. They weren't ready for it. So many suicides at the hand of Charles in charge. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that, that's that deep, deep existential drama. That family left him and they didn't even say goodbye. What's the point? No. Life is ridiculous. Yes, but so that's, that's some of the fun we, we're having. That's some of the feedback we've gotten. Sweet. Brad, uh, outside of the Facebook group, are there other ways to get into contact with Ramchak? Well, of course there are. There are. There sure are. Uh, you can visit our website at curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Um, also, you can give us a ring at 206-339-5894 or email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. As Brad has discussed, there is the Facebook group, Ramjack Podcast, and there is also the Twitter page, which is twitter.com slash ramjackpodcast. So much fun. Um, go to iTunes and leave us some five-star reviews. We enjoy those. It's hard getting those reviews. It's hard, isn't it? It is. I don't understand it why it's so hard. I, I, don't, I don't think people do those most of the time. I took, um, a couple weeks ago, I took a day, and I did, I did like, 30 reviews. Damn. I just spent an, I spent an evening writing podcast reviews. Well, there you go. So, make a day of it, guys. Brad knows what Have he's some doing. fun. Brad's just, he's trying <sighs> to escape the heat at any cost. <laughs> exactly. Anything I can do to avoid going outside in the sunlight. Exactly. So, Brad, uh... Do you have just a few minutes for a few questions regarding our oh. current political political situation? Oh, I, I love to answer. I love to answer questions. Yes. Okay. Sure. Well, uh, in 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 the event that Barack Obama was, you know, in, enchanted by a sorcerer, would do you mm-hmm. do you feel he would be transformed into a, a a billy goat, a giraffe, or a koala bear? Oh wow! Clearly, I could I could pick any of those. And make a firm decision, but I've got to say honestly, I'm not sure. You give us light, you give us heat. We all think you're really neat. But some rays cause a nasty burn. That is something you must learn. In the sun you wear a hat You must always think of that Sparkle, sparkle, bright warm sun Shining down upon our fun Thanks, Norman. You sing really well. Good idea. Let's sing it again. 